What's up, podcast? Welcome back to an episode of The Real Value Exchange. I'm your host, Joe Lemon, and really, really pumped to bring a good guest to you, man. I've been collaborating with a lot more sales leaders, and that's mainly because there's some people out there that are changing this narrative around sales, and man, is it needed. To the people that, the businesses that are really thriving these days, they are selling the way to success. It's not because they've, you know, put a whole bunch of great funnels together and and they're cooking people, getting data, and that's how they're winning only. Those things are good tactics, but people that understand what good salesmanship is really about, it, they view it like a craft. And I'm speaking to my smaller businesses. Now, I'm not talking to the Nikes of the world or the Adidas of the world, but the people that are like in this space where you're like, you know, between a million to 10 million type of business where your brand is, isn't, you know, known by the world, you're on a household name, and how do you get your wins? Well, you gotta be able to sell and you gotta sell something of value and you gotta bring something that is relevant to people's problems out there. And if you're doing B2B, you better have a good return on that investment. So I got a great guest for you guys today, Anthony Eisenman. Man, I, I followed this guy on, on IG. We linked up off a quick DM, jumped, brought him on the podcast and he brought some gems, man. So great thing about our guest too is that he has a history. He started off as a knucklehead working in the fast food joint got his first sales hit, his first sales gig, basically, going door-to-door selling knives. I know a thing or two about going door-to-door, doing some business. Um, and, you know, he's evolved since then, though. He's went on, you know, from being a knucklehead to getting his master's degree, as well as he really understands the complexities of doing a B2B deal. Um, because most people understand that there's one person that they're trying to close or trying to get the deal done with so they can move forward. But normally there's at least three to four other people influencing that deal. So there's it's, it's complex because each person has a different motive, different agendas, different objectives and different hurdles that you have to overcome, as well as satisfy so you can get things accomplished. So we get into a lot of that. Man, he drops a ton on us, tons of information, tons of jewels. And I just love the fact that he went from selling knives to working with the biggest brands in the U.S. Well, globally. So, so without further ado, let's just get right into today's conversation with Anthony Eisman. Oh, and by the way, right before we do, got to give a couple plugs, man. A couple really good sponsors that we have on the podcast. See, I'm not even used to doing this yet because all my sponsorships are new. One, Mailbox Power. It's an affiliate link. If you're looking for any ways to go about trying to get gifts out to clients. I use this service. I send out my uh, happy holiday cards through them. And literally what it is, is like your CRM email sequence that you have set up so you can have automatic time emails go out. They do that with gifts. So if you're trying to reach people that are hard to get to, there's nothing like sending them an actual package in the mail set up around their birthday or set up around other key events that might be happening throughout their company and just have it dripped out so you know that you know people are getting hit with different things or you're following up with different clients that you who have purchased products from you no better way to say thank you than to have something sent out to them automatically so you don't gotta think about it it's one of those set it and forget it type of things all right that's enough sponsorship talk let's get into today's Welcome podcast the podcast brother yeah man i'm excited to be here i'm the same way listen i think you know all the, the, the true sales professionals out there, they all can kind of spot another winner when they see one. I know there's a lot of people that kind of fake the funk, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Um, and real just, you know, recognizes real. So the same way as you, I'm always learning, always trying to grow. So, you know, I've been able to do the same watching your content. So I appreciate you. And yeah, anything that we can give back to the audience, man, to help them, you know, that's what we're here for. 100%, man. 100%, man. And, you know, so, you know, um, 
I just wanted to kind of dive right in with you, man, because we were going down this path. We were talking about how you relocated uh, up north, man. And, and, you know, you're in one of the wild cities, bro. Like, I mean, L.A.'s wild. We have a wild mayor. Man, we got a wild mayor. Our mayor is off the chain. But, but Seattle's a little interesting as well. You know, you guys do some interesting things. Pros and cons, either way, right? Like, I mean, um, yeah. I'm not one to sit here and say 100% one way versus the other. I think there's, you can find, you can find good in a lot of it, right? Um, but, 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 you know, trying to be at your best during this time is a challenge because you still have life, right? You have kids, you still do the other things, right? You still got to manage the household. You know, life is still happening with the other things, right? Um, you know, man, I would love to kind of press into that today, but First and foremost, you have to give everybody some background on yourself. Give them some context, man. How long have you been doing sales? What do you love about sales? What do you sell? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get into all the other stuff. It's a crazy time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, give the audience a little context. We're just still in the middle of COVID-19. You know, that's what Joe's talking about. A lot of social injustice still going on. Um, and uh, we're in the middle of an election year, so it's crazy. Um, and I am in Seattle. And we'll kind of get into that. But as far as on the sales side, man, I've been doing it for 20 years. You know, my background is, you know, I, uh, I barely graduated high school. Um, I was working at a fast food restaurant, you know, after high school, all my friends were going to college. You know, I was a knucklehead. You know, my dad went to jail for 13 years. You know, I was raised single mom. Um, so I was just wiling out, really. And, uh, you know, it came to a point where I was like, yo, what am I going to do with my, my life, right? Can't, you know, work flipping hot dogs for the rest of my life. And then I realized like, listen, I was at a point where I was never gonna be a doctor. I was never gonna be an attorney or whatever those quote unquote, so-called like high income earners or what we're taught, right? So I, I tried to, so really I just had to figure out a way, you know, what was I gonna do to uh, to make it in this world, man? And I just started to put kind of one and, and one together and two and two and my personality and some timing, started doing a lot of self-education and just started to learn the sales game, man, because I realized, listen, if I can teach myself how to sell, then I'll be able to kind of, uh, you know, manifest my own destiny per se. And I knew I'd be able to earn a high income. And just over the last 20 years, I just progressively, like every other great salesperson I've ever met, you know, sold some things door to door and, you know, sold knives and credit cards and cell phones. I sold some knives myself, man. I sold some knives. I sold some straight vacuum cleaners door to door. But man, talking about being in the trenches, that's where you learn, right? That's where you learn it, man. That's where you learn it now, just so the audience knows. Um, I sell products and services into large organizations. I work with Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. Um, I'm a large shareholder in a privately held company that I've done. Uh, that I've been with for the past 10 years. I manage about $15 million worth of business and I uh, work with some of the biggest brands in the world, man. And now I teach people on, the, on my, on my, uh, on my uh, personal branding side, how to do the same thing and then how to, you know, manage their high income, you know, that you can earn from, from sales. So that's pretty much it, man. Dude, man. Um, I love it. I love your background. I love the opening. I love the story. I love where this conversation is about to go, man, because you know, myself, uh, I was a knucklehead, like I was a knucklehead born, born knucklehead, stubborn, you know, did all this stuff. And um, at some point I was just like, wait, I need to make some money, man, and actually get this going. And one of the reasons I even like doing sales culture is because I try to show people who didn't go to college. I went to college for eight years because I was just cutting up, you know, I was just having parties and I was the guy throwing stuff. And then I was like the old guy in college. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know? yeah. But um but 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 man, um I love talking to people that have that background because I, people that have those interesting 
things that happen early in their life, you know, sales is a great profession to press into because sales gets such a bad rap, man, as you know, but it's like one of those things, every business needs it. Like people get into this thing. I don't want to be like a used cars, man. Like, you know, sales, you know, I don't want to be salesy. What is that? I mean, I understand what that means. I, I, I really get it, but it, it is also a thing where it's like, but every business needs it. Right. And it's disrespectful. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. All those stigmas behind it too, but sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Like you, you not, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like nothing happens until something makes a sale. Yep. So the most important people in any organization are the ones who can drive revenue, especially if you can drive revenue in a, in a down market or in, 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 a, in a down climate or whatever the hell we're going through right now. Right. You know, the, the low top, the low 10% of sales reps have gotten cut. Right. Because, you know, they couldn't make it. So the top sales reps are going to continue to drive revenue, continue to get creative and then, yeah, man, the second piece here of what you said is the biggest limiting belief of any sales rep is that they think they're coming off too pushy, right? And this is for the audience, and this is a gem. It's like, listen, you just have to flip your mindset. You're not there selling. You're not here to sell things. You're here to help people, mm -hmm. right? And if you really believe in your product and if you can really build an ROI and if you can really help people increase productivity or, you know, lower costs or, you know, give them less stress or whatever your product or service does, um, then you would be doing a disservice by not trying to at least educate them on how you can help them. You know what I'm saying? Love it. Love it, man. hundred percent. I, man, I'm definitely vibing with it. So what products and services are you selling right now to be exact? Just so we can have some ideas. Is that some yeah. So, yeah, so the, the, the company that, that I'm a large shareholder in, uh, we sell security integration. Um, so if you go into a large organization, you know, like maybe like a retail store, you know, that has a thousand locations across the company, or maybe, you know, there's a large coffee shop that you may have, you know, seen that has, you know, stores on every corner or large banks that have thousands of locations across the country, right? So these companies, they need security integration tools, whether that's servers or cameras. And these, these, these are smart tools where they can integrate with their point of sale and they can integrate you know, with, with other uh, devices in, in, the, in the store. And then, you know, you can build analytics and help them with their operational efficiencies and things like that. But um, we take them and we scale them across the entire organization. So you're exponentially growing revenue because you're not selling it into one or two locations, selling it into a thousand, mm -hmm. right? And then you exponentially are, are solving bigger problems, right? And you're, which exponentially increases your commissions because you're, you know, you're selling more revenue, but along with that comes, you know, bigger problems as well. You have to deal with on the sales side. hundred percent, man. So, so, you know, um, curious, did you graduate from college? Yeah, I did. I did. I graduated from college and then I actually went back afterwards and got a, uh, a master's in business communication as well. Love that, man. Love that. So, so you know, you know, it, it is one of those things where, I mean, obviously you said that you were kind of, working at this fast food joint for a little bit. And then you kind of, you know, obviously wanted to kind of get really serious about how you want to make some money, man. What was the actual switch that kind of hit you that said, all right, it's time to do it. Was it family? Was it something else? Or Yeah. I mean, it's just the same as everybody else. There's social pressures. You know, you have people going to, you know, for me though, I had, I had a lot of friends that were, were in school and were doing school, but I also had one foot in the streets too. So I had people doing stuff that were never even thinking about going to college. Right. Yeah. So, I kind of was good. I could go both ways with it, but yeah, I mean, social uh, pressures, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, 
you know, if I knew back then what I knew now, I wouldn't have put so much emphasis on school. But what school really did for me was it helped me um, just with like deadlines, like discipline, like structure, like things that you can't even really, you know, articulate, you know, how it helped. I'm not saying that you need to go to school to be successful. I'm just saying that's what it did for me. But um, yeah, and then I still didn't know what I wanted to do. But, you know, after going through school and you learn a little bit more about yourself, I knew I could communicate uh, well. And I knew that, uh, you know, I was a little bit persuasive, you know, and, and things like that, right? The things you start to learn about yourself and how that could correlate to a sales as a profession. And that's what I like to teach people is like, yo, you can do this as a real profession. And you can let, earn a lot of money. And if you manage it right, you can start to build, build real wealth. Love that, man. So, so. What's your thoughts on school right now? Because with so much education out there, people coming out of, out of high school, they could reach out to you, right? Maybe try to get some gems from you, work with you one-on-one, -on -one, right? Do you still believe that school holds that same weight that it did for you whenever you were kind of in that place out of high school? Do you think that people should be looking at, at like um, college if they're thinking about getting into sales in particular? No, I don't. I think schools are watered down. I think even with a lot of the stuff that has come out recently, it's almost a scam. Um, I think there's, you know, for real, like I, t I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old for the audience. And then, and then, you know, I talk to my wife all the time and she's like, oh, well, you know, and we, we're saving money for, for school for our kids. But I, I tell her, I'm like, yo, there is not going to be a school. They're not going to, they may not go to college. Like, I really believe that because my son's five. So, when do you go to school? Uh, 18, that's 13 years from now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, who knows what's going to happen in 13 years from now? They're going to be learning everything from their laptop. He's going to be so far advanced by the time at 18 that I was, he's going to be already ready to hit the ground running, doing whatever. Now, that's if you want to get into sales, right? If you want to, there's other professions where you need, may need to go to school, medical degrees, things like that. But for sales, you can learn everything you need to learn from people like me, you, the Grant Cardones, the, the people are out there that you can make a small investment in yourself and start learning the game. And you know what's crazy, man? I mean, so I'm right there with you too, man, because my wife is pregnant right now. And so now I'm starting to think legacy. I'm thinking bigger about life. And, yep. and, and you know, it's, it's one of those conversations that we have. And she said the exact same thing. We got to start putting money aside for school, right? Baby's not even born yet. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, hey, like, you know, um, yes true i'm with you on that i definitely want to back them for whatever they want to get into i want to have i want to be ready for that with that i mean man like these kids these days that i'm seeing they're coming two three years old on the ipad yeah. surfing the web getting information immediately it's like i mean it's not even thought it's not even like i don't know like i'm even asking myself are people going to have those question games anymore like i wonder if this happened and like i mean all that's kind of dead almost i mean like 15 20 years from now right I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my son's five, man. He moves around like he's a, like he's a boss. Like he has an <laughs> iPad. Yeah. He's got like, he just, he moved. Like we, we have, we limit it just from screen time and stuff like that. But right. when he, when he is on it, he's learning from it. I mean, you know, they're, they're so far advanced from where we were, man. It's crazy. Well, well, well you know what, man? Um, I think it's going to be great, man. I think it's really interesting. And, and you're right. I think school has some interesting hurdles to overcome. Uh, especially the ones that are charging like 200k, you know, what I mean, whatever, or you know, 100 grand a year, or whatever those prices look like now. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to try to figure out how to get that back to make some. Especially virtually, man. I was talking to my boy. He's got he's got a daughter in uh, USC. Yes. And uh, they just banged him for 30k for an online course. 
for online. Three thousand. Crazy. Come on, man. And you can't even go to the yard? Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's so, crazy, man. But, yeah. so, so, you know, um, I want to talk about everything that's going on in the current day. I feel like uh, for, at least for me, obviously, just like everybody else, March hit, you know, hit the panic button, trying to figure things out because a lot of my business is capital, right? So people aren't making that investment into their actual operations. Um, and, and so, you know, but now things are starting to kind of normalize to a degree. I think we still have to get past this election you know so people can at least have some sense about it but uh how do you maintain that top performing mindset attitude and regimen during this time frame you're obviously one of the pros that it man so i would love to hear from you on that yeah absolutely man well i think that, that the sales people out there that are listening um you need to continue to do fundamentals throughout your career no matter what so that when times like this happen right you're already in the driver's seat um you have to continue to do your prospecting. You have to continue to do your daily disciplines. And then when things like this happen, you're already ahead of the game. Like I'm not bragging or I'm not saying anything. Like I got lucky because I work in a business where we're, we're, a, uh, we're considered um, you know, essential business because we yeah. deal with banks and grocery stores, things like that. Right. But I'm on pace to have my best year ever, man. Um, and it's not because I pivoted per se uh, when, when COVID hit. It's because I had already done everything I was supposed to do and wasn't riding the wave high when everything was good. I continued to do my daily discipline. So I was already good. I had a full pipeline. I had, you know, opportunities that were going to close and I have really, really good relationships with my current customers. Okay. And what I was able to do was, was get in front and stay in front of my customers and talk with them and get creative with them and come up with new opportunities. So that's the first thing that I would say is, don't wait until shit happens to like, you know, like just be a professional, man, do your job and do it right all the time. And you're going to be ahead of the game when things like this happen, because the economy is cyclical. If it wasn't COVID, it would have been something else. hundred percent, man. And maybe, man, you know, I'm really glad that you said that too. You're having your best year ever. I got to, I got to reiterate that. I mean, because a lot of people that I'm speaking with, you know, again, you know, like things are happening. You start watching the news too much. You start taking your eyes off the ball. You know, you start yeah. losing the basics of just blocking and like tackling, pick up the phone, getting out, reaching out to people, giving a damn about what's going on in their world. Right. So let's kind of talk about some of those nuances a little bit, if you don't mind. Like, so um, are you like a full cycle guy or do you have a team that you manage as far as like, with like sales? Do you have people making outbound calls or is it mainly you kind of working the whole account? Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't, we don't have a team. Um, I, I only deal with, uh, are really, really large customers. So, um, you know, I'm not doing a lot of prospecting per se, because because uh, they're Fortune 100. So I only have about a target list of like three to five, like big, big customers, right? But it hasn't always been that way, right? I mean, 10 years ago, I was like everybody else making 100 outbound calls and things like that. But no, we don't have a team. We have sales support on the back end to help with the admin and things like that. But you know, to your, to your advantage, yeah, we can get into the, to the basics and that, but to what you also said was, you know, once you, you do the fundamentals always so that you can put yourself in a position when these things happen, but what you also need to understand is once these things happen, you got to focus on the solutions as opposed to the problems. That's the mindset that all the great people have been able to make it through this pandemic or get through it. They've just been focused on solutions, man, and not too focused on the problems. 
hundred percent, man. I mean, I mean, man, you know, um, you, you know, and, and, and really even kind of diving in deeper on that because you're working with these key accounts and, and you're, and, and you only have, you know, a, a, a couple people, a couple major logos that you're trying to manage. I'm sure there's multiple people within those logos that you got to try to make sure everybody's on board and, and moving forward. So it's not like one, one call that's all type of setup, right? I mean, I mean, but tell me though, um, how do you keep those people on track that might be losing sight of what we talked about back in 1918 to make those deals line up smoothly? How do you keep that whole org kind of focused? Because I know like, um, I think I saw a stat that said the average, average large deal has about four or five people in the actual room that everybody has to kind of get on board with. And you know, that could be challenging because all it takes is one person to kind of be out and then if you're on the other side of the table, you don't want to throw off the actual rhythm of the team, you know, trying to force Anthony's deal to come through, right? So how do you kind of navigate that? It's yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what Joe's talking about just for the audience, this is what we call a complex deal. They're large deals, multiple decision makers. They usually have, you know, these kind of companies have, you know, multiple locations across the country. And this is really what I've learned to do in my career. And there's three really main things to a complex deal, right? Long sales cycle, all right? You have a lot of decision makers, okay? There's a lot of key players. And then three is there's a high perceived risk to change from status quo or what the customer already has to your product or solution. So those are the three things that you really need to overcome um, and when you talk about decision makers, yeah, you need to understand all the buyers within the organization. There's a technical buyer, someone who's going to vet your product, you know, on the IT side. There's, there, you know, there's the financial buyer, someone who's actually going to cut that check or write that PO. You know, there's a user buyer, someone who's going to be using your shit in the field or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there's all kinds of different people that are going to, uh, to have to buy into your product. So it's your job as a sales rep to get in front of all those people and understand what drives them. There's two buckets. There's an ROI, something tangible that's gonna be able to, they can put numbers on, right? Whether that's profitability or, you know, whatever that looks like on the ROI side. And then there's, a, um, there's an emotional win. You know what I'm saying? So the IT guy may wanna, you know, may want your product to, uh, you know, give him more time at home with his family, right? And, and, and the CEO may want, you know, to, uh, to have more power within his organization or the CFO may want that, right? Or whatever that is. So you have to identify all those. You have to, we call that covering your bases. You got to cover your base with every um, buyer or else you'll get to the finish line. You may lose a deal. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. I mean, you know, um, coming up young, man, that was a pretty common thing of mine. Like you have one person and I will lock in with that one person and yeah. me not even trying to explore and or, or understand who else was at the table, what their motivations were, concerns, whatever, all that. And then I'm like, oh, this is done deal. You know, 90% is going to close. And I got one person that I'm, I'm just cool with, right? And then, of course, he's trying to be friendly with me. He doesn't want to kind of rub me wrong. And, and, and we're having a good time. So it was like, yeah, man, yeah, it's going to work. You know, I just need to get this one thing done, and then we'll do it. But you don't know what that one thing is or who that one exactly. thing is with. And then that's the bigger issue, right? So that's the biggest thing. Missing information is the number one thing that clo that that stalls deals is missing information, right? If you don't have some information about some one of the buyers, or you don't know one of the buyers, or somebody who's got a buy-in or a key player, you're always going to have issues 
with getting the deal to, to the finish line. And I've had the same problem as you, man. I've learned from experience. Oh, yeah, that one's coming over. No, yeah, absolutely. That's done deal. <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't do something that you were supposed to do or uncover somebody that you were supposed to uncover, and it doesn't come over, man. So that's the worst. Happens to the best of us, though, man. You know, um, yeah. take those actual, uh, you know, bruises, and then we keep moving forward, man. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, I want to talk about your actual future, too, because we're about to wrap up a little bit. I love that. I love talking about this complex sales, man. But, I mean, um, you're obviously coaching and you're doing some training yourself. So talk about your program. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, what I've been able to do the past couple of years is just leverage my experience and my expertise that I've gained in the marketplace 20 years in the game. And now I help. I do a few things, right? I help salespeople who want to make more money. Um, I have a ton of free resources on my website. It's called Cold Call Inc. You can go there or you can go to my IG. It's at Anthony Eisenman. You can click the link in my bio. It's all kinds of free resources, like six steps to the enterprise sales, how to, you know, how to, you know, five steps to overcoming cold call objections, you know, four steps to building rapport with your customers. I mean, I got eBooks on there, man. So much free shit that you can imagine. Go on there and check it out. Help you close more deals. So that's what I'm doing now. I also help entrepreneurs um, convert high ticket leads. Yeah. You know, we got a little team here that, uh, you know, you have co if you're an entrepreneur, you're a coach or you're selling programs and you got digital leads coming in, um, you know, and you don't have anybody to convert those leads. We have a small team here that does that. I only work with, um, you know, win-win, win-win individuals or win-win, you know, kind of uh, opportunities. But yeah, we're doing that. So we're doing a lot of stuff on the side but yeah if anybody wants to get some free knowledge man go to coldcallinc.com and it's all there for you definitely have that actual in the whole show notes below man and, and you know so you know talking about that too outsource type of sales programs i mean me personally i think that's going to be a wave man mm. with the amount of entrepreneurs that are coming up just because the barriers to entry are so low but they're not yeah. salespeople, right like like they have their their creators their inventors but they're not they don't understand the skill set of sales, right? And so Absolutely. part of like yourself, I think is crucial these days for a lot of those guys, man. So talk about that just for two more seconds, man, right before we wrap yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, that's one of the biggest thing with entrepreneurship, right? Is, you know, like you said, you can be you're creative, you can have, be an innovator, you can do all these things, but you know, some, some entrepreneurs are blessed with the, the, uh, the gift of salesmanship or they put the time in and learned it. Yeah. Um, but most of entrepreneurs want to outsource that, to be honest with you. They want to outsource it because they want to grow. They want to focus on the things that grow the business. And not that the sales calls don't do that because that drives revenue, but they want to be focused on other things. So if they can go out, get the leads, generate the leads, you know, or whatever they got to do to kind of grow the business or scale it. And then they can have somebody who's really, you know, seasoned uh, and can close deals for them. You almost become invaluable to the marketplace. So uh, you know, learning how to close high ticket deals, 10,000 and above is, uh, is a very, uh, it's very, um, you know, it's a, good, it's a good skill to have in the marketplace. Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, and, and really, I think the people that are able to pull it off during these times proves it all, man. Like, you know, looking back next year, let's, let's even call it 2022, right? Uh, the people that were able to stay true to the fundamentals, uh, mm -hmm. get back to the basics and, and really you know, lead people, you yeah. know, throughout this chaos, right? Because, man, th there is a lack of leadership out there in the world, right? And, and and people need to not, you know, get caught looking with their head on the straight pivot, right? Like, and, mm -hmm. and really lock into what's most important. Those people in 2022, man, 
things are up, baby. Things are looking up, man. So I really do appreciate guys like yourself coming on to the show, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I agree with you. I appreciate you having me. And yeah, you got to stay focused out there, man. This world is built to confuse and to, uh, to, to distract you, man. Like, you know, I've been a I've, you know, victim of it. You know, you can get, you know, I can go off the deep end sometimes, man. And, um, you know, get distracted just, you know, just in my nature, right? I, I can be very, you know, uh, I can be very disciplined at times, but sometimes I can be very, uh, you know, what do they call it? Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, you know. I'm right there with you, though, man. I get scattered, too, whenever yeah. you're seeing those shiny objects, because, like, especially guys like ourselves, who are yeah. salespeople, we know that we can generate. We know that we can do our thing regardless. Like, I've always been the type of guy, you don't, I don't need your marketing plan so I can go get myself busy, right? You know, like, so if somebody has a- Self-motivated. Yeah, self-motivated type of people. It's easy for us, though. But, you know, um, I think it's great, though, whenever people like yourself take that stance when you're like, man, I'm going to show you how this looks. Because it's one thing to be someone that is a quote-unquote sales coach and sales leader, and people talk about it. And yep. we can open up with this real definitely recognize real man and people that produce time will tell right and yeah cream always rises to the top man you can't fool it, you can't fool the game man it, you know it is what it is but yeah just the you know i think at the end of the day man if you just continue to help people i think somebody said you know you know whatever you want most man just help other people get it and that's really what i've really just been focusing on it's help, helping my customers helping salespeople. Um, and just, you know, trying to give value to the world, man. And it's, it's come back, you know, tenfold, man. I'm blessed, grateful, and, uh, you know, we're, we're doing okay, man. Can't complain. Well, Anthony, man, keep on rocking, brother. But please tell everybody how to find you as well. I'm going to have the other link in the actual show notes, but, but definitely IGs and all the rest of that good stuff. Yeah, man, I do all, most of my dirty work on IG, man. So at Anthony Eisenman, E-I-S-E-N-M-A-N, you can go there. Always free content dropping daily. And then the link in my bio is uh, uh, Cold Call Inc., which is my website. And uh, you can go there and get all kinds of free, uh, free value content as well, man. So you can find me on IG. Boom. Love it, man. Appreciate you for being here, bro. All right, man. I appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much. Wow.